Late Night Conversations Late Night Conversations Monday to Thursday 10pm till midnight Leading the educational conversation on late night conversations with me, Patricia Dooley. We are talking the plight of education post-COVID-19. Is it possible to have a customized blended learning approach? Um, Is it something that is needed? Do South Africans, parents and learners alike understand what this particular uh, customized blended approach to learning means and is it something that we can easily implement? Talking to us about this, we've got a prof- uh, we've got a Werner Olifier, who is a professor in mathematics and a director at the Govenbergi Mathematics Development Center for the Nelson Mandela University. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor Olifier. Thank you, Patricia. Good evening to you. Good evening to the listeners. Now, we, we are looking at what's going on right now with the COVID-19. Schools are opening on the 1st of June, which is on Monday. A lot of parents are very anxious. A lot of teachers are very anxious. There's a lot of talk around the readiness of our education system to accommodate these students. But it's not only on the system. I think most of the anxiety for parents has been on the infrastructure and the safety of learners and educators and staff um, within the premises of the schools. But what we have not really given enough consideration to has been what learners need and the reasoning around the needs of learners post-COVID-19 for them to be able to study in a way that's more progressive. Now, you, Professor Werner Olifier, have um, looked at some of these approaches of education. Could you please talk to us about what uh, a blended learning approach is? Yeah, Patricia, blended learning is, uh, you know, by definition worldwide, the combination of, you know, online and face-to-face uh, as part of teaching and learning. And some developed countries, many developed countries, have actually adopted this model very successfully. Uh, in our country, mostly in the public school system, we had uh, talk and talk with very little use of technology. And now with the COVID crisis, you know, everything was uh, turned upside down, and now we suddenly have to deal with online, you know, learning for the learners in a remote uh, setting. Uh, and going forward, clearly, we need to have an uh, adopt to, to a hybrid model where integrated use of technology is very much part and parcel. Um, and in, in our case, with uh, many parts of our country where public schools are under-resourced and infrastructure challenges and socioeconomic challenges uh, the, and the access to data is, a, is a, quite a problem in many cases and uh, teachers, uh, the lack of skills and knowledge about how to use technology in this way puts us in a very precarious position. So uh, it is clearly very important to, uh, uh, if we move forward, to combine various technologies both online and offline in the process of assisting our learners to be more self-directed. Now, self-directed learning involves many things. It it involves also the motivation of learners, but also in terms of assisting them in a guided way to deal with the curriculum, both when they're at home and when they're at the school system, given the current situation, is uh, quite a challenge going forward. 
I mean, when you take a look at uh, some of the solutions you have given uh, forward to us, it seems like what a lot of people are saying that give uh, students free internet access, give them a device, then uh, you're free to go. Bob's your uncle. Students can learn. But it does not um, come across as if this would be an altogether possible solution that will keep students motivated, keep students eager to study and also disciplined enough to um, adhere to all their study schedules. You're so right, Patricia. You know, access to digital resources online is a very important step, and I'm very, uh, you know, happy that this is being recognized now. But clearly, this is not the silver bullet and not the end of the line. Uh, you know, the skills uh, training of teachers is critically important. Our teacher core, uh, most of them are uh, not in part of the younger generation, you know, born uh, around the turn of the century and beyond. Uh, so they're, uh, you know... Uh, confidence in using uh, the technologies that are necessary and also the skills are lacking. So there's a huge challenge for us to really skill our teacher core, you know, moving forward to actually adapt and to interact with the expectations of our learners. And most learners, you know, are in the position where they really have great expectation to use a technology in a very integrated way as part and parcel of their learning. Uh, so to empower our learners for self-directed learning, as you say, motivation is very important. But the importance of a of an expert guide to guide them in this process, particularly with uh, you know materials that will be aligned with the curriculum, because there's so much material out there, not always aligned. And particularly in the context of mathematics and and science, which is what we're trying to to assist with and trying to find models, and we've developed a number of models over more than 10 years to try and make uh, this more accessible to uh, various sectors of our education, uh, education system, particularly in secondary schools. You know, that is it's, it's quite a challenge. And many of our learners in this country, in fact, the majority in mathematics, for example, uh, sit with uh, quite, uh, you know, uh, serious content gaps, particularly from grade 8 up to grade 12. So for them to be able to address these content, content gaps uh, in relation to the curriculum, apart from other factors, is a big challenge. Um, we also believe that, you know, we need to probably adopt also a modern approach by adding a layer which desegregates the STEM medication. So we need to also think about uh, integrating the arts in the study of, for example, mathematics, uh, because... The uh, World Economic Forum, you know, uh, uh, have uh, uh, indicated that, you know, one of the biggest skills into the future, one of the top 10 skills is, is uh, you know, creativity. So problem-solving creativity, the modern context, the fourth industrial revolution, all of these things are, uh, really poses a great challenge. So in that context, I think blended learning or a, a special customized form of blended learning in our country would be very, very important going forward. We are speaking uh, to uh, Professor Werner Olifier, who is the professor um, at uh, the Governor Beggy Mathematics Development Center at Nelson Mandela University. He is the professor in mathematics and the director there. If you'd like to interact with us on the topic that we are talking about today, uh, post 
COVID-19 education and also customized blended learning, which is a solution that the professor feels is much needed. You can weigh in on the conversation by sending us a WhatsApp on uh, 0614-104-107 or you can call us on 0891-104-207. I'd like us to go to uh, a a message here that we've got, uh, Professor, and uh, the message reads as follows. It says, um, so... Greetings panel, why not accept open education and home study education and prevent increase of infections? Education by, um, okay, so education by workbooks and worksheets with answers, data is expensive and televised normal learning where subject is televised. Teachers remain teachers and remote learning with worksheets with the, the lesson and comprehension questions from the lesson worksheet like the blue book. Why not take time to print the blue book right to grade 12? The, the source of education through the blue book with full source education right to grade 12 will enhance learning by worksheet lessons, explains and questions and answers and instructions will rela- uh, really be great if teachers set lessons like this. Our classrooms are not cluster groups. All education systems must be accepted. Homeschool must be accepted. New generational learning confronted to the future, conform to the future, which is a 4IR compliant and not totally uh, colonialistic interactive learning mechanisms. Now, I hear what the li- uh, the, the, the listener is saying, and I, uh, to some degree, definitely do agree with uh, the listener, as uh, because a lot of parents are quite frustrated right now. But when you are taking a look at what you have mentioned, uh, Professor, the fact that even educators, before they can take up this blended or customized blended learning approach, would need to be trained themselves. Does that then not mean that we are perhaps putting the, the, you know, the horse before the cart? Well, uh, I think if you put the horse before the cart, that's fine. But if you put the cart in front of the horse, that's the problem. <laughs> I think <laughs> in that sense. So, yeah, you know, homeschooling is, uh, is also important, a good idea. But, you know, uh, if the teachers have a challenge to adapt with the modern 21st century approach using technology, in an integrated way to stimulate interest and to, you know, to uh, also engage the learners in self-directed learning, then more so the parents at home, because they probably as, uh, you know, challenged in the context of suddenly adapting to the, the use of technology. And as we know that in most of our uh, regions, especially the rural and deep rural, the, you know, the home environment is not always, you know, the structured environment which a learner would need to support him, you know, in his, uh, you know, learning, specifically in difficult subjects like mathematics and science. So there has to be a hybrid approach where, you know, for example, interactive user-friendly apps uh, that are curriculum aligned can be integrated both in an offline way and an online way because there's so much uh, online available that that in itself may pose a problem to learners to be able to decide, to decide where to start you know, and what would be the important you know, elements to take uh, in the context of the curriculum for themselves. So there are so many different dimensions to this that I think a simplistic you know, homeschooling or you know, paper-based uh, is not really you know, the best answer. Um, are our educators in South Africa, especially in the rural uh, context, ready for such customized blended learning? In my view, Patricia, no. I know uh, specifically in the, in the subject context, mathematics and the science, that we do a lot of work over many years. 
the school system, there are big challenges. There were curriculum changes, for example. Uh, there's huge challenges in terms of even finishing the curriculum. Uh, there are problematic new areas in the curriculum. So even in the context of content, there are quite a number of challenges linked to the professional development of our educators uh, across a number of subjects, let alone the utilization of technology and the, you know, uh, importantly, the efficacy of our teachers to be able to teach in this way. So professional development is, is a great need in this context, very urgent need to also then facilitate, uh, you know, a type of blended learning. Now, some public schools, the, one, the resourced ones, are probably already, you know, coping quite well, uh, for, you know, with online learning and with some of these elements of hybrid uh, blended learning. But uh, there are large areas of the public school system, I think, where uh, we need a special customization to be able to assist, you know, both uh, learners and teachers, and particularly also uh, the parents to, you know, get to grips with this new way of uh, assisting learners in this uh, particular uh, challenging times, but uh, particularly beyond the COVID-19 period. Now, let's talk about uh, this customized blended learning. What does it entail? Well, it's not a solid bullet. It's not a, a one-size-fits-all, but it is definitely a combination of, uh, you know, using offline and online technologies in the right way, using apps, for example, whether it's Android, which is wisely, widely uh, used on phones and tablets, uh, together with the traditional material. And I'm not saying that traditional material should not be part of it. That's why it's called blended. So your traditional textbooks, uh, you know, pen and paper, drill and practice is very, very much part of the education process. But that should be mixed in a balanced way with uh, some of the exciting, uh, you know, interactive elements that are available to technology. And I want to make the point as well that many learners are conceptually behind in, in the public school system, especially with subjects like mathematics. So technology also brings the opportunity or the possibility of scaffolding the conceptual understanding in depth. So, for example, if there are only lessons at a certain grade level and the conceptual understanding is below that, it's very difficult for them to, on their own, in a homeschooling situation or online situation, to catch up. Uh, and we definitely need the support of a skilled and motivated teacher to guide this whole process. In order to guide the whole process or even to just start off with such a process for any educational level, whether it be at a primary school level or all the way up until a tertiary level, um, I mean, what then would we say to the schools that have fewer resources as is? Because it seems like this way of learning might be the way forward. However, it does need a lot of infrastructure in terms of technology. It does need a lot of upskilling in terms of the educators and introducing some elements of uh, technology to students who are going to be using it. So with those schools that have fewer resources and fewer skills, won't this then further dig the divide? Yes, uh, clearly there will be the need to, to have devices either way, whether it's uh, phone-based or, or tablets or otherwise. And I think there are some uh, big movements or you know, uh, uh, efforts to try to put this in place. But clearly that will take some time, and I come back to the skills development, you know, the real assistance for, you know, to teachers to 
to integrate uh, the use of uh, their content knowledge with pedagogy and, you know, the technology that are available. And that this need, doesn't need to be a sophisticated technology, but it has to be technology which really articulate also with the expectations of, of the learners. Because if the learners are not engaged and motivated to participate, then clearly we also will not achieve the goals in the end. We are talking to Professor Werner Olifier, who is um, at uh, the, the director and a professor in mathematics at the Govenbergi Mathematics Development Centre at the Nelson Mandela University. And we are talking about a new approach post-COVID-19 of customising learning so that our students and our educators get the benefit of both worlds in this new uh, dispensation where we are at. Now, looking at uh, the fourth industrial revolution, Professor, we know that science Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics are very important in propelling us into the fourth industrial revolution successfully. At uh, the Govan Beggy Mathematics Development Center, you have been uh, looking and working at models for blended, customized blended learning programs. Could you take us through some of them and how schools and parents who are possibly homeschooling are actually um, able to implement such models? Yes, uh, so we obviously focused on the curriculum first because that's important to deliver that in the correct way. But the curriculum must also be linked, you know, to uh, options of careers, uh, you know, in STEM, for example. Uh, so that's important to also expose our learners to other elements which link up with, uh, with the STEM, the traditional STEM. And that is where we try to bring in, you know, the uh, uh, creativity part of things in terms of introducing also the STEM subjects in the context of the arts, you know, whether it's design, engineering, problem solving, the creativity side of things uh, with practical activities and also examples of how mathematics, for example, uh, is applied in real life. Uh, I'm just referring here also to the World Economic Forum sort of uh, link uh, to the uh, ranking of the most important skills that are foreseen in the workplace going into the next 10 to 20 years. And creativity is is up there, very much important as part of problem solving and also critical thinking. So in that context, there is uh, also an additional challenge for us not to teach uh, subjects like math and science in a traditional way, but to try to desegregate that a little bit by showing also connections with real-life problem solving and bringing in the connection with uh, with the art, the appreciation of the of the beauty of these subjects and the importance of that in the real life. It could possibly sound uh, very exciting for students to be able to be in a classroom setting and have um, some of your lessons being uh, via device and having that technology element. However, knowing very well that South Africa has 11 official languages, so we're a multi-language society, how then would these customized learning approach um, be implemented in a country such as ours? Uh, I'm glad you asked that, Patricia. We have uh, developed uh, quite innovative applications, interactive applications, Android applications, which obviously uh, is uh, installed on uh, devices like tablets and phones and so on, which can be utilized and covers actually the complete curriculum in a very integrated way. So it's not just, for example, video lessons and, uh, you know, we also include assessment and, and feedback. But particularly, as you mentioned, we also integrate in an interactive way 
multi-language support. So conceptual explanations, for example, of mathematics is integrated. It's actually available as part of the interactive application. So that is uh, the type of approach, I think, which is very important. And um, more so, it is offline. So it doesn't require data. So we also try to, to assist and cater for the learners in the rural and deep rural where data uh, cost and access and all sorts of uh, issues like, uh, you know, infrastructure uh, and techn- technology support is quite a challenge. So to also make sure that they get also access to this modern approach of, uh, you know, engaging with uh, digital materials that are really meaningful in the context of the curriculum. Look at you guys making maths and science more flavorable for young people. I know when I was still in school, those were the subjects that used to make steam come out of my ears. (laughs) Um, Now, in terms of, of, of this technology, how easy is it for students and parents to access it? And is it costly? Uh, yeah, look, uh, there's a cost to everything, but I think it's uh, very cost-effective in the end. Uh, uh, the access is very simple uh, for, from our point of view. Through our action research over more than 10 years, we really made sure that we designed these interactive apps to be aligned with uh, the situation uh, in the school system where learners have uh, quite a challenge and sometimes conceptually with some of these subjects. So it is specifically designed for, for our circumstances in that, in that regard. Very simple to use. It's just a navigational system, access to various types of material, uh, you know, videos and other sort of uh, uh, elements like assessment, self-assessment, feedback and so on. Uh, but also, you know, there's also the access for the teacher. We have got a very special device uh, which is fits in the palm of your hand, plug and play, for the classroom situation, because that is where big needs are, infrastructure in the classroom to assist the teacher to actually teach in this way using this type of uh, digital materials, which is based on you know, visualization of uh, materials. So that uh, you know is an approach that we really spend a lot of time in uh, and trying to also bring in some innovation in the space. And clearly it's a work in progress, ongoing development as new technologies uh, you know, become available, we try to also, uh, you know, adapt and integrate that more and more so. But clearly the online is very important. That should be a goal in the end, but it depends on so many things, infrastructure, you know, and uh, skill sets of our teachers and many other uh, elements that is unfortunately not always available immediately in our school system. So for the foreseeable f- future, I think we will probably have to... to uh, aim for a certain customizations that are really uh, fit for purpose in the context of some of the circumstances that we have in our school system. Has your institution engaged the Department of Education so that uh, this particular rollout of such uh, um, models are implemented countrywide? Yeah, we have actually made contact with uh, you know, uh, people in this province and also nationally. Uh, but this, these are slow processes, and there are lots of other, you know, sort of uh, factors that play a role in terms of, you know, the rollout. So uh, we definitely have this in mind, and uh, we are talking to certain people uh, in uh, uh, the place, in, in the spe- uh, specifically in the position to make some decisions, and hopefully that would be something that uh, can happen more into the future as well.
Thank you so very much, uh, Dr. Um, Professor Werner Olifier, for joining us today. Uh, is there any contact details where uh, parents and students alike may be able to contact you? Uh, yes. Uh, um, I don't know, I, you know, we got a website. They just, uh, you know, uh, uh, search for Governor Becky Masterbelton Center, GMMDC, and Nelson Mandela University. They should pick up our contact details from our website. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, where we we can be contacted through, and uh, there the code words could just be GMMDC and Nelson Mandela University or NMU on the YouTube channel, and they will pick us up, and that uh, should suffice then for them to be in touch with us. Excellent. Thank you very much, Professor Werner Olifier. And uh, that is the professor in mathematics and a director of Govan Beggy Mathematics Development Center at the Nelson Mandela University. SAFM leading the conversation.